Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Bika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. This is your place for soul healing conversations and a place to awaken your sacred power. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the It's Karmic podcast with me, Vika Bradford, your resident past life karmic astrologer, energy healer, cosmic shaman, all those good things. If you are just meeting me for the first time, I'm so excited to take you down the ride of my story, how I got here what I do and how it all sort of links together with my karmic signature. If you are someone who's been traveling on this journey with me for a while, you know, most of that stuff, but you may not know my full story. So today I'm going to talk to you about my experience here on earth so far and all the links I've found to my own karma, my own past life signatures and all the good, beautiful healing I have done in this life to get to where I am. So I'm so excited to take you down this journey, this road today, and just kind of expose a little bit of my soul. So first, let me start out by sharing a little bit of my astrology, because that's why we're all here anyway. Uh, I am a Scorpio rising with Pluto in the first house. I am a Virgo sun and a Leo moon. Now, my Leo moon is very important because my moon, my midheaven, my south node, my Jupiter, they're all conjunct up in my 10th house, which is very, very telling for my career, for my emotional connection with my career and uh, this deep, deep need and knowing to sort of heal through play, through um, sovereignty, through majesty. Uh, but linking that to my Scorpio rising, there's there's a depth, there is a, um, a need to go deep with Pluto in the first house. I, I am a leader. I'm a leader of energy, of magic, of shamanism. Um, I take my people maybe you're one of them into realms beyond what we can see so that we can work through shadows so that we can magnetize our lives and make everything a little bit more magical and alchemize our pain into our healing. Really, that's like really what it comes down to is turning wounds into magic. So that's a big part of my signature. I have a lot of Leo, I have a lot of Virgo, and I have a lot of Scorpio. So these are my big, big key players in my chart. Now, that is all very telling of my journey so far in this life. Often people with Pluto in the first house have hard childhoods, um, very traumatic experiences, and this very deep understanding of death and the realm beyond this world. I like to work with Scorpio energy as the witch herself, Pluto energy, the witch, eighth house energy is the witch. And so in my chart specifically, the witch signature comes up a lot. And linking back to where my life kind of started, um, 
I experienced depression at a very young age. I think I was around 11 when it started to kick in. And then through my teen years, I struggled deeply with suicidal thoughts, with um, my body, with just physically being here on earth. It was an extremely hard experience to even just be alive, to wake up every day, um, to exist was it was painful. I remember crying every single night, basically in high school, crying myself to sleep, just absolutely in awe that one person could feel as much pain as I was feeling just in my soul. There was no physical pain, uh, but the, the ache that existed in my soul was so deep. It was so entrenched. And I, I was just completely dumbfounded by how much pain one person could truly hold. Um, and that kind of led me to a place in my life where I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't want to be on earth anymore. Um, I now know as an adult working with my karmic astrology, I, I didn't want to incarnate at all into this experience, but I know why I'm here. I know, um, what I was learning. And I found, I found the beauty in, in life. Now we will get to that, but the experience from a very young age was extremely hard when I was, I believe I was 16. Yep. I was 16. Uh, I, my suicidal thoughts became so bad that I would walk across the street every single day on my way to school, the street right across from the school and every car that drove by while I was waiting to cross the street, I would think, I wish that would be the car that hits me and ends my life today. Every single day I had those thoughts and it got so dark and so scary that I had to take a step back. I knew that I didn't actually want to leave this world, but the thoughts I was experiencing were frightening. And so I thankfully asked for help. I was young. I had no idea what was really going on, but I did ask for help. I asked my dad to put me in therapy um, and he did, and he was wonderful about it. He brought me to a lovely therapist at the time who really just held space for me one hour a week where I cried and cried and cried about everything I was experiencing at the time. And she, she just left it open for me to feel that was the biggest moment I think that began that began everything for me was the ability to feel, to feel the experience, to feel the pain, to feel that it was actually okay, that I wasn't okay. And she didn't offer me any medication. She didn't offer me anything except space. And that was exactly what I needed at the time. So at that time I was living with my dad and I wanted to go back home to live with my mom. And so I did because I knew that was part of my path. Um, and in moving home, there was a lot to go through still. There was a lot of energy that I spent with the wrong people. I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be seen as something special. My Leo South node conjunct my moon. Um, and so I was constantly with friends that made me feel like shit. Friends I had to hide my, my true self from. Um, friends that I, I couldn't be free around. And that was something I had to release at that time, which was a big part of my process was releasing these people that um, had expectations around me that I didn't want to fulfill. And so going through all of that, 
I was still not okay. So my doctor at the time did end up putting me on antidepressants and I became a zombie. I felt absolutely nothing. Um, I've been a writer my whole life. I've been a singer, a um, songwriter, all of it. And I stopped writing. I stopped singing. I stopped feeling I was an empty shell. I had nothing to give anymore. When I was on that medication, I tried several different ones and I was a zombie. I was empty and it, it wasn't going to work for me. So as this experience went on, uh, around 2011, so it was 21, I wanted to try MDMA for the first time because I love trance music and I love dancing. And so I just felt like it was the right thing for me to do. Uh, but in order to try MDMA, I actually had to go off my SSRIs because they, they are a serotonin blocker and MDMA needs to make your serotonin go up. So blessing in disguise, I went off of my antidepressants and I did MDMA. And the first time I did it, I knew that life could be this beautiful without any sort of interference, any uh, manipulation from a drug, from a prescribed drug. I just knew that there was this magic all of a sudden. I saw it. I saw that the world was beautiful and that I could have that naturally. This is what I discovered along a beautiful journey of dancing and being free. Um, MDMA was really special for me. I held it up as something very, very sacred. Uh, and I would only do it when I was seeing these amazing artists that I still love and have actually worked with a lot of them um, in my music career. I, I got to experience pure bliss, pure love, pure universal love in that experience. And I just knew that there was more to life. So I didn't end up going back on my antidepressants because I started to feel again. I started to feel love and hope. And I felt so different after this experience, after these experiences through dancing and just being alive, 2011, 2012. So that was when my great awakening began. And I knew that life had so much more to give. I knew that there was more. And let me just say and preface that when I was young, um, I was deeply involved with the universe. I wanted to be a witch. I read spell books. My mom bought me spell books. She brought me tarot, tarot oracle cards, um, you name it, she bought it. Astrology book. She get, she bought me everything to encourage the little witch that was naturally within me. She knew um, she's a little bit of a witch herself, and all of that stuff started to come back after MDMA opened my mind, after it expanded my consciousness. And so, the first thing that really happened was I stumbled on the book "The Untethered Soul" by Michael Singer, and suddenly I understood that uh, I am not my thoughts. And that changed everything. The moment I knew I'm not my thoughts. And I remember a moment in the book where he asks you to stop and say hello in your mind. And all of a sudden you're saying hello inside your mind and you're hearing yourself say this while your thoughts sort of echo around, but everything slows down and it stops. And it's just that voice, that hello within you. And it's like, 
stillness washes over like all the chatter all the insanity all the craziness it just goes away and it's just you saying hello within your mind and you realize you're just a witness the witness of this experience in this physical body or just the witness of this incarnation so like what is any of this and you start to ask questions right so I began to ask questions and I started to look go down the rabbit hole lots of rabbit holes and things of course get harder before they get easier during my awakening I lost a lot of people lost my best friend because we just weren't on the same vibration anymore. I lost other friends. I lost family. I let go of a lot of people who were causing me pain, which I had done many times in my life. I, again, Pluto is in my first house. So transformation is part of my work. I love to obliterate things that aren't working for me, but often I also obliterate things that might be still working for me. So that's, that's my work, but I, um, I lost some good people that are still good, amazing human beings. We just weren't on the same vibration. We weren't going down the same path um, and we could no longer walk together. Uh, and there was an experience where I basically had lost everything, all my finances, um, I, I had a puppy at the time who passed away. Uh, everything had to be ripped away from me so that I could start new. So I could start walking this path more authentically. I had to lose it all, end up on my mom's couch and then live in my Oma and Opa's house for about a year. And it was in that moment of losing it all, of losing everything I thought my life was built around that I began to find me the truest deepest soul connected version of myself and so I went down more rabbit holes I did my crystal healing certification I did my Reiki uh one two three masters all of it it was actually one two masters but I did the Reiki I did um, my yoga training in 2017 I did everything I was guided to do. I just listened. I sat with it. I let myself be guided by my internal compass, which I was just, I'm tuning into still every day. And I started that in 2011 was just guiding through my heart, guiding through my gut, guiding through my body. I mastered my work in the chakras. My energy work became its own thing for a long while. I worked as just an energy worker for another long while, I was just doing, um, just doing yoga. So it's kind of danced around on what has led me to the next step. Um, but all the while, everything was guiding me to astrology. Everything was guiding me every step of the way it would lead me down some sort of rabbit hole doorway, et cetera, into astrology every single time. And so looking back in 2014, um, an ex of mine actually gave me my first sort of adult experience with astrology when he brought me the book Astrology for the Soul. And I learned about the North Node and South Node. And I remember reading this book of my section. So my North Node is Aquarius, South Node is Leo. 
Um, I remember reading this section of the book and just being completely creeped out that someone knew my soul because I had never read anything so true to my being in my entire life. It was, it was profound. Every word was my experience since being a child and something shook in me that day that I didn't listen to until, um, until 2019. Yeah. 2019 was when I finally, um, listened to the call, took the call and ran with it. So my experience with depression, with suicidal thoughts, um, we can get into my panic attacks another day too, because that's its own rabbit hole that led me to yoga. We'll talk about that, but all of my mental health experiences helped me because they were a catalyst for me to find myself. Now, one thing about me that you'll learn is I don't like victimhood. I do not, I never play the victim. I don't like it. I'm not here for it. Um, If you play the victim with me as a client, I will give you a quick swift kick in the butt and get you out of that. It's not part of the game for me. And so through this journey, through everything I've experienced, and we'll get into my health conversations too, because that was part of this depression and health are so linked together. Um, and we'll talk about that, but through all of my experiences, I never played the victim. I've never owned these titles, these labels. I've never been depressed. I've been experiencing depression. I've never been anxious. I've been experiencing anxiety. I've never been sick. I've been experiencing sickness. And this is the the key part of the work is that we don't cling or latch onto these labels. We, we just sort of use them as tools. And that's a lot of my work is um, using the tools of the planets, the signs, the energies, the, the asteroids, the energies that come through from the universe, we use them as tools to heal, to work through our medicines, to um, start understanding where we've been, where we're headed, what's going on, how can we enhance the experience. And so I finally got to do my astrology practitioner um, apprenticeship with my beautiful mentor, Daphna Romanoff. If you have not looked up Daphna, please like go and just see her work. She is she is so special. So amazing. I have like, I barely have words to describe the amount of knowledge and power that she brings to astrology. She is a shamanic astrology practitioner as well as she has some other stuff going on there too. So she's wonderful. And I, I got the chance to do my apprenticeship with her and it was a blessing from the universe that it it happened. And I, I found through that this, this guidance system over and over and over to Pluto, 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 just kept guiding me into Pluto. And no matter what I did, when I started doing my readings, I just Pluto, Pluto would just stick out at me and anything to do with Scorpio, Pluto, the eighth house, it was, it's calling to me. Um, And as I went deeper with her and connected into what Pluto really talks about, it's our soul contracts and our soul information, this karmic, um, karmic stuff we bring in that we're really looking to heal. Now there's millions of other karmic points that we can talk about, but Pluto was the one that started to speak through me. And Daphna made a good point that 
a lot of times the planets do talk through us. And I was realizing that Pluto was using me as a conduit. Pluto was passing on his knowledge through me, through my readings. And no matter what I did, they always came down to karma, past lives, and transformation. It was always about this. No matter what I do, that's what I find in the chart. And the, the thing it leads me to is the soul wounds, the repeated patterns, the hurt, the hurt, the ancestral trauma, the generational trauma, the repeated traumas over and over. This is what is revealed to me in every reading. And so I followed that. I followed it. And I just trusted that I was being guided in the right direction. And that's what led me down the, the road of learning and finding and perfecting my own personal reading of karmic astrology, finding my own little point system um, and intuitively using my craft. Now, that's the thing about astrology is that it is a craft and it always has bias brought into it from the reader. It will always have bias brought in. So leaning into intuition and knowledge of the the language of astrology, because it's a language, is really where I found my place, right? Is finding the language that suited my energy, the signatures that were speaking to me and leaning into my intuitive guidance. Now, that's one thing you'll learn about me as well, is that um, my strongest intuitive type, though all of them are being trained and are very strong, um, is my clairvoyance. I see things. Uh, my dreams are intensely vivid. I, I get stories that play out in my, my dreams constantly, things I need to heal, situations play over and over and over and over. Ever since I was a kid and I, I used to have this repeated dream all the time. Um, and now it's just the repeated situations revealed all the time through my dreams. So I, I see, um, and when I read, and this is the same as when I do shamanic work or Reiki healing or, um, energy work, I don't like to just call what I do Reiki healing. Cause it's, it's just not big enough. Um, but when I do energy work, I see, I see things, I see people's information. I'll see time periods. I'll see dress. I'll see images, um, landscapes, anything that needs to be told or shown through the chart comes to me in a vision. A lot of the times, um, as well as it'll come in my ears as, as well as just the like pops in my ears. Um, and that, that was how I started to read was this blend of the language of astrology finding the karmic information and then the intuitive nudges and guidance that was being dropped in through my ears and through my third eye. And that's kind of where I got here. How I got here, that's a better way to say it, um, is through this guidance, this intuitive guidance. And that's how I read intuitive guidance and the understanding of the stars. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly um, diving into new sectors of the chart right now. I'm absolutely obsessed with uh, the black moon Lilith, but the specifically the true black moon Lilith, there are three different Liliths. So that is my obsession right now. And it is ever changing, right? Like one minute you're learning the house system, one minute you're learning the, the planets, and then you are becoming obsessed with a 
moon point or a node or a asteroid. And it's this ever changing, ever evolving experience of learning something that is endless, something that I will pass from this life, not knowing everything. It's just impossible. And it's so beautiful and it's so powerful. But my love specifically is the the transformation and the reclamation of power. That's my favorite thing to work with is finding the wounds, finding the pain, and then reclaiming the power, never associating to the wound, never becoming the wound, but releasing and reclaiming our sacred power. And so I read through the archetypes a lot. I read through these karmic points um, to kind of paint a picture of where you've been, what you've been doing, what cycles are you still living? Why are you so mad at your mom? Why are you so mad at your dad? Um, And why are you so mad at men? Like this is the stuff that comes up, right? And have to be very conscious about uh, pain points. But most people who come to me are ready to kind of dive into those pain points, those traumas, those deep wounds, uh, because that's the work, right? It's the shadowy expression of our souls that we get to tap into. And when we avoid it, it just gets louder and louder and darker and darker, right? So Scorpio energy is beautiful for that. It really magnetizes and shines a light on shadow and brings them to light. It is the Sleuth of the Zodiac. It wants to know, it wants to know why, wants to know who, where, what, when, let's find it all out and bring it to the surface. And that's what I do. I bring all that darkness to the surface and help you align, realign, heal, reclaim all the good stuff. So really that's, that's my journey. I mean, it's not the whole thing. And I'll definitely tell you more about my health journey as the time goes on. I'll tell you more about my journey with anxiety um, and how I healed that, how I've come to the place I'm in now where I uh, am very calm. (laughs) I still have my sacred rage. I, my signature uh, very leans into rage being a part of my expressive technique. Um, but my soul is quiet. My soul is calm. I am able to uh, truly, let's say, have control over my senses, my body, my experience here on earth um, with so much love, so much reverence for being here. Again, even though, as I mentioned, I did not want to incarnate but um, I'm here now and it is beautiful to be alive, even in the weirdest of times I ever thought I would live through. Um, and so we're here for it. So that that's my story. That's the first little episode here. We're going to talk so much as this time goes on, as I get deeper into the podcast about karma, about planets, about points in the chart that reveal so much magic. We're going to talk to amazing souls who are doing amazing work in this world, the the light workers, the shadow workers, the, the people who are here to help us move out of our pain while still honoring the fact that there is an experience. We, We don't want to bypass anything. We want to honor everything. So you're going to meet all my favorite people as I go through this journey we're going to have such powerful, beautiful conversations together. And I'm just so honored that you're here and that you listened to this whole episode and you were interested at all in my journey. So I'm sending you so much love today. 
Thank you for being here. I can't wait to connect with you next time.